Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. We're continuing the series of Ignite and today I've got Presh Williams on the show. Presh is a co-founder of Big Picture Film Club and it's something he started in 2015 with his business partner Urvisha Patel. It is a pop-up exhibitor and online media platform and he's currently also developing an online film market platform. Um, and we've been in touch for a while. He's based in London. I've also written for Big Picture Film Club and done a blog post for them, uh, which was really great to be part of. And yeah, I look forward to having a candid chat with him about what Big Picture Film Club does and about the future of movies. Hey, Presh. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. Hey, Annie. How you doing? I'm I'm great, thank you. I hope you're doing well as well. I'm I'm good, uh, surviving, adjusting. <laughs> adjusting. Um, so, firstly, Presh, I just want to know about you're wearing the t-shirt as well, which is great. Um, Big Picture Film Club, <laughs> yeah. Um, how how did the, how did that all happen for you? What was like the ignition point for that to happen for you? Yeah. Um, so. We started, I mean, the initial idea came about um, five years ago. And so um, I was um, quite involved in like the music industry. So I put on like live music events. I myself made music. Um, and I kind of stepped away from that. And um, I kind of thought, um, yeah, I, I wanted to put my energy into something else. Um, and um, one day it was literally uh, I put up this post on Facebook and I was like oh uh, wouldn't it be cool if um, um, we could organize an event where we could um, watch some films we hadn't seen before and get the directors up to do a Q&A that was like the, the crux of the, the, the thought um, and a friend of mine, uh, Avisha, who um, was kind of on a similar journey, she'd done, um, we'd gone to college together. Um, she'd also kind of done live events um, and live music events. And uh, she was uh, interning at Paramount at the time as well. Um, so we kind of, like she, posted on my wall, was like, oh, this is a great idea. I was thinking it was something the same and let's kind of meet up. And, and then, yeah, it uh, took it from there and it, it became what it was. So I guess initially our, our kind of thing was just to screen um, primarily short independent films, short independent British films. Mm. Uh, and um, we kind of branched out, done some uh, feature-length film screenings, um, and then started working even with distributors to do like preview screenings of their films and special screenings of their films. Uh, and on top of that, kind of building the, uh, the, the media platform, which is our website, bigpicturefilmclub.com, where it kind of, we do news reviews, um, and editorials and articles just about film and kind of exploring the world of film and just interesting takes. And you've written for um, our website and yeah. that, that was really cool. 
Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, so Big Picture Film Club in a nutshell is um, we are a, I'd say, pop-up film exhibitor and online media platform. So, so when you started, was there a sense of, like, did you, did you have a plan, essentially, as to, you know, how to get from A to B? Because I think it, it's like, obviously, when you're starting anything new, it's all just a little bit. Um, it can be confusing and overwhelming, or did you have anybody to mentor you through this process? It's interesting because, like, the vision I I have for it now is not the vision that I started with, and I think that's okay um, in a process. Um, it's it's sort of like um, if you're on a like ship and you're like on a ship and it's like sailing towards a horizon. That's your point B, what you see in the horizon. But once you get to that horizon point, then you look over and then there's like another horizon. And that's you, where you are now is your point A and you're going to your new point B. So I, yeah. I think like your kind of vision for where we wanted to go or what, yeah, our vision for where we wanted to go is kind of continually evolved in that sort of way. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much kind of not like one-on-one kind of uh i suppose business mentors um it, it really helped that <clears throat> uh, prior to doing our first event in 2015 i had done events for since 2006 um when i was in um so i started doing events as soon as i got to uni um and so, in the, you know, both Avisha and I had experience in doing events. So there was a lot of kind of transferable skills in, in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, mentors and when, when you start thinking about it as a business, uh, so much, but YouTube has been very helpful in kind of, you know, um, I kind of follow people like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or... Um, uh, Patrick David, yeah, yeah, he does value payment, uh, and I think his stuff is uh, really cool. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can pick up on YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, and that's 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 kind of how my mentorship was was gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said you said a really interesting point about like the vision changing and like that being okay as well. But I always find it quite interesting to understand like a person's objective is in 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 the sense of even starting something because I feel like how much how much of it do you think is about what we want to do and we want to create versus kind of like the need to impress other people with what we're doing oh that's um a very good question um the, the crux one kind of core thing that has remained true throughout our whole kind of vision, our true north, if you think of it, and this, I don't know why I'm using these references. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the need to um, find, uh, find and showcase new and innovative, and interesting films that are not part of, uh, that are not part of the mainstream, typically. Um, and I think, how the kind of big um, thing has kind of 
come to and however much our journey evolves that's, that's a commonality and it's kind of all right how can we how can we kind of broaden the scope of what we we watch um and i think in pursuing that kind of um goal objective i, I think you can get um it's easy to get caught up in kind of trying to um impress impress people um, and trying to kind of win their approval um, and it's it's weird but like partly you you are a, a business in at the end of the day so you're trying to kind of showcase to people All right um, this is what we have to offer at the same time you're um, your values, why you do something, have to remain central to mm. the purpose, I think. Um, and I think you shouldn't kind of get caught up too much in impressing people for the sake of impressing people. Uh, mm. I think that's kind of where, um, uh, yeah, you can kind of lose your head and kind of not um, kind of go off course in like, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And how much have, have you been affected in terms of like we've suddenly got this boom of a lot of online content and now like having that accessibility if you like um, like with platforms like Netflix and Amazon and um, in terms of just yeah convenience I guess to entertain like to be able to see entertainment wherever you are um, do you think that's mm -hmm. affected like distribution majorly and also like um, the amount of people going into movie theaters to watch films now. I think it, um, like platforms like Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, particularly when on Amazon Prime you can self-distribute your films on there. Uh, even something um, like Vimeo, uh, whatever you kind of want to use, this kind of proliferation of like on-demand streaming services is, I, I think, a net benefit. Um, I think. It gives particularly independent filmmakers um, who perhaps couldn't, you know, um, couldn't get their stuff into uh, uh, movie theaters in, in the same way, um, ha still have an opportunity to kind of um, showcase their work and they have a way to, yeah, still kind of reach out to an audience. Um, and also, you know, you're, you can reach a, a wider geographical area um, a lot quicker using these online platforms. Um, the core, you know, core sort of you know, value proposition, the core you know, selling point of um, movie, theatres, cinemas has been that kind of unique shared experience. Um, so, you know, going to see Star Wars on opening night with, you know, 400 other people in the theater, um, there's, there's something in that that can't necessarily be kind of replicated. Uh, yeah. Watching it on, like I can watch Star Wars now on my iPhone, but um, it wouldn't have that same feel as going to opening night with 400 people. And that doesn't change. There's nothing that can quite, you know, replicate that. 
why mm. people go to uh, a theatre, that yeah. shared live um, experience. Um, I, I think for I think for distributors, a lot of them have been kind of a lot of the bigger distributors have been kind of like slower to kind of accept this change and kind of know all right how do i face my film and how do i kind of release my film and that kind of strategy um because you know for decades you know the best part of 100 years that we've kind of had the cinema uh the the film uh, production companies distributors have kind of been operating very much in the same way and it's only really in you know the last five years that we've kind of begin to see this shift um and so yeah um i think overall i think uh, you know the streaming services offer a lot of opportunities uh, for filmmakers to kind of uh, get their films out there yeah i think and it's I a net benefit and for you, how much of, in terms of independent filmmakers then when it comes to like you hosting events for them and maybe doing these question and answers, how much of it is like filmmakers knowing about you and reaching out to you in order to do that versus you reaching out to them and kind of doing your research and finding out, you know, who, who, are make, who these people are who are making new content and new films? Uh, I mean, it's both I think have to happen um, and that was certainly in the, the case where you know starting out in, the, in our first years where we didn't have a lot of these established connections um, we were really kind of trawling through um, Vimeo trailers that were up, just released and our uh, YouTube trailers that were just released and Kind of really clicking through pages to see all right um what filmmaker is following these festivals and have they got work out and you know putting our own you know spreadsheets together to see all right what would work and it was very labor intensive in that sort of sense but better for it because um it made us kind of um kept us um it kept our you know kind of finger on the pulse of what was going on um it meant we'll be we were are able to be a lot more kind of proactive and not just kind of reactive to what's happening around us um and yeah uh, filmmakers have kind of reached out and uh have said all right uh, we have this film uh, does it fit anywhere in your program can it work for you? Um, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's a bit of both. And mm. I think that that's cool. That's really cool. And in terms of the ones that you, like when, when doing this research, the people that you were more inclined to contact to come on board and, and do something or host an event for, is there certain things which stood out for you in, in those projects specifically or about that filmmaker perhaps, which made you more inclined to, to say yes to them? I think a question I, I'd always ask when seeing such a film uh, would be, why haven't more people seen this? That, that's, that's the question that pops into my head. Um, mm. And 
in terms of you know technically what the, the what their film uh, short film or otherwise uh, feature length film brings is um, it's just the core things like um, are there good characters in it? Is it telling a compelling story? And also, can you get a sense of the filmmaker's personality, and the mm. screenwriter's personality? I think that's important. Do you think that's that's the kind of thing um, producers also look for when investing in scripts, or like distributors look for? Just have a very part creative, part analytical brain in thinking about things and very often before kind of taking on a project yes they might like elements of it mm. um, but they'll be very much thinking about all right um, what's the sort of audience for this film um, what's its route to market what's its um, how could we sell this film what's the unique pitch that we'll give to distributors along the line and how easy is this kind of um, whole shoot process to manage um, and I, I think um, that those are kind of like the questions producers will ask themselves and also kind of uh, as they have to work in this uh, interesting partnership with um, the director who serves as you know, the creative lead, uh, it's, can I work well with the director? That's, uh, if a producer and director can work well with each other, then and they both kind of have this common goal and they both bring different things to the, to the project, then great, it's a, it's a go. Um, distributors, um, certainly from my conversations with them and my kind of working with them, uh, it's been a case of, does this film have a kind of defined market that we can tap into? And that also works for us as a distributor. That, um, Do you think it's important for, for a filmmaker, even at the, you know, the initial stages of pre-production, for them to understand the audience? Or do you think that that kind of hinders the creative process? Like when you're creating, you should just think less about you know what's going to happen to this project afterwards and create for the sake of creating as opposed to like having a clear kind of cut plan of what I want to do with this once it's made or who I want to make sure it reaches. You might not be kind of that way sort of business inclined as a kind of creative writer and I, I don't I don't think the necessarily the expectation would be for a screenwriter to necessarily think oh who's the market for the yeah. film and, and sort of to think in that sort of way but I, I do think um, everyone along the chain you know from the screenwriter to the director to the producer should have some sort of an audience in mind so when you're writing who do you imagine is reading it and taking this um, as a producer you need to definitely be that way um, mm -hmm. inclined when you're kind of engaging with sales agents or distributors um, yeah so I, I think it shouldn't it 
shouldn't hinder your creativity. But it's certainly something at the very least should be in the back of your mind in terms of, all right, this is who I imagine um, would you know, watch my film. This is who I'm writing this story for. I, I think those are important questions to kind of ask yourself in the process uh, of, uh, you know, of making the film. Now, if you want to make something purely for yourself, um, that's also okay. I think you have the full creative license to do so, but why wouldn't you? Um, but that should come with an expectation that commercially it might not do what you hoped. Yeah. Um, and so there's that trade-off. A problem when you're um, commercializing different forms of art be it music, be it, you know, paintings, you know, um, you wouldn't want to, you know, throughout the, throughout the whole process of creating a piece of art kind of think with a, with just a business brain, you know, yeah. because it would kind of, it would suck the life out of what you're trying to make and you'd come out with something that's very kind of robotic. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, but I, I do think having some sense of um, um, who you want to engage with this piece of art and um, also your own expectations mm. of that. Uh, it, it, it's still making any way attractive to you in terms of trying, considering like you consume so much entertainment and also have created this like platform. I, I've thought about like potential like documentary ideas and stuff and I, I don't I don't know if I will but yeah. it's it's certainly like a growing thing in the back of my head um so yeah like I, I've got you know certain stories I would like to tell certainly stories that haven't been told yeah. um and yeah it would be it would be interesting perhaps not today but certainly for another day hopefully yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Well, thanks, Fresh. Thanks for taking time out and talking to us. Uh, no, thank you for, you know, taking the time out as well. I really appreciate it. That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart. Um, being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website, of course, and the IG page and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie.